0: The following is read by me, Jeff Epstein, Citizens Media TV on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and People Conversations on SoundCloud. A reading of the paper, Working for a Better World, Cataloguing Arguments for the Right to Employment, written by Matthew Forstater of the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and published in Philosophy and Social Criticism in 2014. This paper is seven pages long. Abstract Taking the work of Amartya Sen as a point of departure, a case is made that there may be no single policy with as many potential benefits as a guaranteed job at a living wage benefits package for every person ready and willing to work. The case is outlined in four arguments. Along the way, Numerous social and economic costs of unemployment and underemployment, and benefits of full employment, are catalogued. References also made to how the right to employment is supported by a variety of arguments for social justice, an area in which Sen has made important contributions. Beginning In a monograph written for the International Labor Office in 1975, Amartya Sen outlined what he called three aspects of employment the production aspect the income aspect and the recognition aspect the first two mean that unemployment results in foregone output of goods and services for society and lower incomes for the jobless and their families with attendance negative impact on spending and sales the third aspect implies that the unemployed are denied the opportunity to satisfy a deeply felt human need for social recognition tied to work. This analysis surpasses the mainstream neoclassical economic view of work as a, quote, disutility, embodied in the labor supply curve, where individuals are presumed always to prefer leisure and must, in a sense, be bribed to work. Outside of economics, of course, in anthropology, social psychology, and sociology, the importance of employment for self-identity and community has long been recognized. Within the dismal science, this kind of analysis has been much rarer. E.F. Schumacher, in his widely reprinted essay on Buddhist economics from Small is Beautiful, also famously argued that there are three crucial aspects of work for the employed work provides people with, quote, a chance to utilize and develop their faculties, to enable them to overcome their ego-centeredness by joining with other people in a common task, and to bring forth the goods and services needed for a becoming existence, close quote. Schumacher is careful to point out that not just any employment will do, as many jobs in modern industrial society are alienating and amount to drudgery to be life-affirming, requires that employment be offered under, quote, conditions of human dignity and freedom, close quote, which anticipates a message of Sen's capability approach. In several later papers, Sen elaborated on the costs of unemployment and the benefits of employment. Full employment policy can be supported by a variety of arguments, including the argument that employment is or should be made to be, a right for all persons who wish to work. Quite a strong case can be made that, within the present institutional context of modern capitalism, there is no single policy with as many potential benefits as a guaranteed job for every person ready and willing to work. In what follows, the case for the right to employment is outlined in four arguments. Along the way, There will be an opportunity to catalog numerous social and economic costs of unemployment and benefits of full employment, many of which have been noted by Sen during his illustrious career. References also made to how the right to employment is supported by a variety of arguments for social justice, an area in which Sen has made path-breaking contributions. The first argument for full employment is that the economic and social costs of unemployment direct and indirect, are staggering, and thus the benefits of full employment are real and substantial. Unemployment causes permanent losses in potential output of goods and services, economic, social, psychological, and other problems resulting in poverty, crime, ill health, physical and mental, divorce, suicide, drug addiction, homelessness, malnutrition, poor prenatal care, ethnic antagonism, school dropouts, broken families, etc., deterioration of labor skills and productivity, and more. As Sen argues, quote, There is plenty of evidence that unemployment has many far-reaching effects other than loss of income, including psychological harm, loss of work motivation, skill and self-confidence, increase in ailments and morbidity, and even mortality rates, disruption of family relations and social life, hardening of social exclusion and accentuation of racial tensions, and gender asymmetries." The argument that unemployment can lead to social instability may also be included here. Without employment and income security, citizens are vulnerable to dangerous ideologies scapegoating and anti-democratic political movements the benefits of full employment thus include improved security for society's most downtrodden alleviation of a variety of social and economic ills social and political stability and expanded output and income in addition Full employment also can stabilize business expectations and have a positive impact on the wages and status of unskilled workers. It has also been argued that full employment increases efficiency. Removing the threat imposed on workers by the existence of a reserve army of unemployed leads to workers who will feel more confident to move out of one job and into another. This often means a movement from a lower productivity job to a higher productivity job. Quite simply, a compelling argument can be made that the benefits of full employment outweigh the costs of its achievement. While this argument can be used to support a utilitarian approach, it is also important for those who are critical of utilitarianism. Mainstream economics often focuses on the opportunity costs and trade-offs involved in establishing rights such as the right to employment, or the right to a minimum income. Thus establishing a clear net benefit for full employment is crucial in countering arguments that such rights will reduce efficiency or slow economic development. The second argument for full employment is based on the idea that just as there are human, political, and civil rights, so too are there economic and social rights of which the right to employment is one of the most important. Toole makes the important distinction between natural and human rights. Quote, The natural right to employment is a non-empirical, non-experimental, extra-causal conception of what ought to be. Its credibility derives from the acceptance of an antecedent metaphysical belief which cannot be integratively incorporated into the human inquiry process. The human right to employment is grounded in the continuum of factual experiences and rational appraises of actual consequences experienced and is validated by inquiry-embedded instrumental social value theory. Quote. But the right to employment can and has been justified on natural rights grounds as well. There are a number of good reasons why the natural rights argument for employment should not be rejected out of hand. Moreover, the natural rights argument can be combined with other rationales to bolster support for the right to employment. One compelling reason to not reject the natural rights argument is that it is the, quote, most traditional and probably most legitimate Western frame of reference concerning rights. Close quote. Siegel. 1994. In addition, a number of important supporters of the right to employment base their case on natural rights. These include prestigious scholars, but perhaps most importantly, the Roman Catholic Church has long supported the natural right to employment. The natural right to a job is usually deduced from self-evident first principles of natural law, such as inalienable rights to, quote, life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, quote. In any case, many recent authors have argued in support of employment as a human right and full employment policies as the means of securing that right. These views find support in U.S. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's 1944 State of the Union Address and in similar proclamations made in many other countries as well. The right to employment may also be found in a number of United Nations documents, including the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. If individuals are ready, willing, and able to work, and have no employment opportunities, it is the government's responsibility to guarantee employment. Therefore, even if it was argued or could be shown that the costs of eliminating unemployment would be greater than the monetary benefits, government would still be responsible for guaranteeing full employment. Not only is the right to employment considered of utmost importance in and of itself, but it has, directly and indirectly, the potential of fostering, perhaps more than any other single mechanism, a broad spectrum of rights associated with social justice. Human rights that are promoted by access to employment include the rights to a decent standard of living, contribute to the community, live free from crime, good health, live free of discrimination, develop talents, skills, and capacities, a long life, adequate nutrition, development and self-improvement, decent housing, opportunity and children's rights. The power of stable, full employment, to secure a whole series of other social and economic rights explains its significance and priority on the human rights agenda. It is important to recognize that the right to employment is both a positive and a negative right. See Geworth, 1996. It is a negative right in the sense